This podcast replay, it's brought to you by Nature B. Hey, it's Big O in a virus-filled world. Boost your immune system the way I have for 20 years. Two capsules a day, sustained energy all day long. Order at naturebee.com and use my code Big O for free shipping. Naturebee.com. All right, all right. There he is, the world traveler himself, Andy Barons, ready to go. Where, where are you at, Singapore? Yeah, pretty pretty glamorous right now, Big O. I'm in a I'm in a perhaps too public place at uh, the Westin in, in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, you might you might be able to see uh, the UAB football stadium behind me. Uh, I'm right by the Alabama uh, Sports Hall of Fame. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. Now my daughter's here running in a track meet tomorrow. So nice. I, I believe I heard you breaking. Uh, were you breaking some Derrick Henry news there? Was that uh, yeah, was yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah? The Dolphins are signing Braxton Berrios. They're uh, so, they're trading for Derrick Henry. They're bringing in <laughs> Brady, and they're going to bring back Mike Pouncey to snap for him. And they're moving Connor Williams over to guard. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we got going. Okay. By the by the way, are you shocked at how green that that town is? Like like, uh, there's a lot of uh, trees everywhere. I've I've been to Birmingham. And it's actually nice. It's actually nicer than what people think. Oh, it's been. I mean, we've only been here for a few hours, but it's it's treating us reasonably well so far. Uh, I I didn't mind the drive in at all. The airport was easy. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These those big air those big airports are a pain in the ass. The small airports, quick and easy, in and out, bro. Yeah, you don't and you don't have to do that much walking. It's like. Son oh, of a it, was, bitch. it was five minutes off the plane to the rental car. It was I, amazing. I know, amazing. I know, I know. I hate the like Miami. You get off the plane, and brother, you got to walk like eight freaking blocks to get to the damn baggage area, and you're like, holy <laughs> shit, dude! It takes forever. Atlanta's the worst. Atlanta's My God, bad. yeah. And, and 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 when they switch gates on your ass in Atlanta, oh crap! Now you got to take like a train, a monorail, four escalators, and then way down on the concourse and then you're there it's like any anytime i'm on a train with multiple stops or some sort of people mover that looks like it was from desert storm right like those are those are the worst airports atlanta's the worst the birmingham because, was lovely atlanta's the worst because they'll switch you gates and you and you're like you got to go to another gate where you got to get a train and all kinds of shit and you've got like six minutes to get there and you're like what you're like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Oh, they you know, do that it's... to you in Phoenix, too. They put, Not only do they put the Phoenix car rental in Scottsdale, but um, they also, they, you, you always have to walk a mile. It's crazy. All right. So Aaron Rodgers, does he retire? Does he go to Green Bay? Or does he go to the New York Jets? What, what's what's your uh, gut tell you on this one? Well, as a as a Bears fan, uh, I'm... Get I'm out rooting. of the division! <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm rooting for him to leave the division. It feels like he's going to leave the division one way or another. Um, there, there were reports this morning about, um, and again, again, I've been traveling all day, but I don't think anything is broken on this. Seems like uh, there's a good vibe between him and the Jets. Um, it's a little bit weird to be that on the nose with the with the Brett Favre career path, right? But fine, whatever. Um, Garrett Wilson is great, and I am. I am fully prepared uh, at the at the drop of a hat. Well, at the at the signing of Aaron Rodgers, anyway. I am fully prepared to rank Garrett Wilson as something like the wide receiver seven, wide receiver eight. I I think that guy became a star last year. I don't I don't think there's much left to do. Um, you just really need to insert a competent quarterback. I would have been happy with Garrett Wilson being paired with I don't know somebody less than Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr would have been fine with me. Um, he just had absolutely abysmal quarterback play last season and now you're talking about upgrading to you know this isn't this isn't like the 2010 2011 version of aaron Rodgers. i think we all understand that he's he's a little bit older but man when that guy gets gets a little bit of time um he's still just deadly accurate he's like weapons great accurate so i'm pretty excited to see that with with wilson um wilson I, I was a little bit of a skeptic, and now I, I just feel terrible about having been skeptical at all last year because I didn't I didn't get enough Garrett Wilson in dynasty leagues. I didn't get enough Garrett Wilson anywhere, and now he's on the verge of having Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. That, I mean, that's just as good as it gets. And Brees Hall too, by the way. Oh, the, the well, that's another thing, and that's you know we can we can point to eighteen different things that Zach Wilson doesn't do well, but one of the things that he really really doesn't do well is um, is complete the the layups right. He's, he's absolutely terrible at the simplest stuff. 
he can make the hero throw, right? He can put the ball 70 yards in the air. Um, there are other guys who can do that, but I've, I've never seen someone who is as inept at throwing screens at, at hitting like, I, I don't know. I, I just need a guy 10 yards downfield. I, I need a wheel route. I need, I need just a, a simple receiver in the flat, like the bunnies. Um, I've, I've hardly ever seen an NFL quarterback who's as bad at the easy stuff as Zach Wilson. Well, you see the problem here's where this is all your fault. Now you don't even blame yourself <laughs> for this because see, you want him to do layups, and he's just into laid up. That's all. He's into the milks, you know. <laughs> no, he's fair. thinking of getting it's laid. You're thinking about, you know, layups. He's thinking of getting laid, and that's see, <laughs> that's where you know you're asking him to do something that he's not, that's not his strength. Well, you know, one, his one strength is his strength is thing. hitting on the on the 44 year old broad in section 227. That's <laughs> you know that's his expertise there. What the hell is wrong with you, Andy? Yeah, I'm sure his eyes are wide too. After uh, after a few years at BYU, uh, had the had the restraints on probably while he was on campus there. So I get it. It's just that confidence as an NFL quarterback will will open a lot of those doors for you uh, if he could just achieve it. He doesn't get that part that if he's successful no. on the field, he can also be successful off the field. But he's just <laughs> worried about being successful off the field. So you know it's. It's a whole different. You, you just can't. You know, it's it's one of those things. He's young, you know. His I, I I guess his hormones have gotten the best of him. You know, for now at this point, maybe you know what? Maybe he should hook up with Jada Pinkett. That would be. <laughs> that seems like something that can happen. Yeah, it seems like uh, that that is like all parties would be would be open to that. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's definitely one that would uh, that would work there. Uh, your thoughts on Braxton Berrios getting released from the Jets? I got Dolphin fans already clamoring, saying they should go get. They do need a returner since they traded Jakeem the Dream Grant, which you know I was. <laughs> I was personally depressed about that because he's a good returner, actually. Not a, not a receiver. That was the problem here, by the way. With all the injuries, they had to elevate him to, like, the number three receiver. And Jakeem yeah. Grant is supposed to be your number six receiver. He's supposed to be your last receiver that you use, like, you know, break glass when emergency. But as a returner, he's excellent. Obviously went to the Pro Bowl. Uh, and then he got that contract from Cleveland, and well, then you know that unfortunately the poor kid got injured. But they need a returner. So, what do you think about Braxton Berrios as well, a returner? Because I know he's not a big time receiver. Yeah, I think. Well, I think it would actually be a, a you know something of a downgrade as a returner, right? But it's um, I like he's a good football player, uh, and I don't like I don't mean that as like damning with faint praise or anything like that, but. Um, Coaches love putting that guy on the field. Um, he, you know, he, he he makes more plays than you than you would think someone like with his presumed talent level would make, right? Um, quarterbacks love him. Coaches love him. So obviously, uh, if you know if he's been released, that's maybe a little bit of a knock against him. But man, that guy always finds his way into game plans, and he always finds his way into a handful of targets. So. I, I like it. Does it move the needle for a team to sign him? No, but um, is he a totally competent football player who's probably going to see a bunch of snaps? Yeah, sure. Lamar Jackson, what happens, dude? People are uh, they're jumping ship. I, I'm not really into the collusion crap. I, I think that people aren't looking at the big picture. You've got to give up a, a guaranteed deal that that's what he wants. You've got to give up two first-round picks, and you must be willing to change your offense completely to, okay, to so accommodate the, him. That, to me, is the is the key aspect of this. This is not like plugging in, you know, Derek Carr. This is not like plugging in Andy Dalton. This is not like plugging in, you know, sort of a paint-by-numbers pocket passer of a quarterback. This is somebody that you build the whole thing around, right? This is the this is the new centerpiece of your offense, and your offense has to be very different from anything that you've run before. There's only a handful of guys that can, you know, that can slide into that sort of role. You need different sorts of receivers. You need different, you know, you got to, you got to coach the offensive line differently. You need like, you're talking about reshaping an offense from scratch. So this isn't, this isn't a plug and play guy. This is, you know, we, we draft for years to accommodate what we have in somebody like Lamar Jackson, right? This is not, it's just not as simple as saying, Oh, we need a quarterback. There's a quarterback. Go get him. 
I'm glad you I'm glad you and I see uh, eye to eye on that one because it's just it, I think people just think like oh no we'll grab it's like I laugh here in Miami because oh no yeah no of course Mike McDaniel's going to change his entire offense for that kid and then yeah. that kid can actually or can that kid run Mike McDaniel's offense? No, he can't because you need a pure passer to run this offense. Of course, it's a run-based offense, but hell, even this year, he chose not to run at times. He just let to a pass. You need to build off what you've done last year and the year before. And right. You can't just shake the Etch-A-Sketch every season and say, okay, well, that didn't work. We lost with that, so let's try this other radically different thing. Um, you, you know, that's why the Dolphins are obviously in it for the for the long haul with the with the cast that they have, and that's the right thing to do. You have a, you have a coach that you trust, you have a quarterback that you pretty much trust, um, and you have the best receivers in football. So let's let let's build on what we just did, and and build on how far we got this last year. Um, that's how it's supposed to work. That's why we talk about year to year continuity all the time and the importance of it. And, and and Lamar in particular is just not, you know, I, like, I, I think he's wonderful. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Um, but I'm, I'm not ignorant enough to think that you can just plug him in anywhere and say, OK, let's let's go do Lamar things um, after never having had a guy like that. Right. And you know what? A lot of people talk about, well, no, Washington, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, that's not what the guy want to prove my my worthiness of being a head coach or an offensive coordinator because now I've got to make him an accurate quarterback something he hasn't been five years into the league already at this point. Uh, well, plus, that, what is the what is the strength of of you know Washington on offense? They have a great receiving core. Um, Terry McLaurin is great. A stud. Um, that guy that guy's like a I don't know I don't know if we're calling him top twelve, top fifteen. He's fantastic. Easily, um, easily top fifteen. Easily top yeah, Kurt, Curtis Samuel is awesome. Um, uh, Dotson is awesome. Like all Dotson did is catch a touchdown like every five or six receptions this year. <laughs> Short stuff, long stuff. Um, that receiving core is outstanding. So that is a team where I think you could plug in a lot of guys. Like they would have been, they would have been fine. They'd be fine for Jimmy. They'd be fine for, they would have been fine for Derek Carr. Like I think that is a, a really interesting environment with um, absolutely outstanding receivers. Like they're, they don't have that one guy who's just an absolute top of the ranks receiver that that gets everybody buzzing, but the the combination of those three players is just phenomenal. Then again, Terry McLaurin probably doesn't get enough credit for being a stud. That's the thing too. I think if no, he had, well, I think if he I, had a, an elite quarterback, tied with Car if yeah, he had an that's elite what quarterback, when here. you're when you're when you're anchored to you know Carson Wentz and nothing but sketchy quarterbacks before that, like, but we're gonna see like. We're going to see at some point Terry McLaurin is going to get himself a quarterback in the NFL, and it's going to be sensational. All right, so where does the Lamar Jackson thing end? Just a, a holdout then? I assume it ends with him in Baltimore. Um, you know, uh, Char Charles Robinson wrote some really interesting uh, – at Yahoo wrote some really interesting stuff in which he talked to agents about uh, Lamar's situation. Like, I, I would I would like to think that this ends with Lamar actually getting an agent and an agent getting something done because we got to be at that point pretty soon. Um, like it's it's really easy to roll your eyes at the, the you know the nature of the job of a sports agent or anything like that, but that you know they're out there tampering on your behalf, right? They're out there um, making things happen when you when you simply don't have the time for those distractions and you you know you don't have the you don't necessarily have the competence for it either right it's not what you do every day every minute of the day i hope it ends with lamar getting an agent and getting something done with the ravens because that's where that's the team that's invested the time in him that's the system that's built around him that is that is clearly the best landing spot for him um they would then need to go find some receiving assets too but I, like i still think that's the that's the right spot i know i know a player in the league um that had a pretty good year this year and was out of football and if it wasn't for his agent he wouldn't have had a job his agent knew yeah. the general manager and and the general manager did the agent a favor by bringing the guy in and 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 the guy said just give him a couple weeks, get him in shape, and give him a chance. And if if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, you know, you tried, it didn't hurt you. And the guy went on to have actually have a pretty good season, contribute to the team a lot, and um, and it was all because of the agent that that, that made it happen. So uh, any player that thinks you don't need an agent, it's just 
it's ridiculous, dude. It's just stupid. Yeah. You know, those people are working the phones for you. They have um, connections that you never will have. Uh, and then they're your and and they're your buffer for yeah. all of this stuff. They're, because, they're a pipeline of information. Um, yeah. They can, as, as you say, they can do all sorts of things on your behalf that you, you'll never have the time to do. And, and the ugly the stuff that's going on now, you don't want to be a part of this shit that's going on now. No. You don't want to hear what they really think about you and what warts you have right. and all that stuff. The agent, you know, keeps you sheltered from that stuff. You know, and and it's just not a yeah. You you can't imagine his mom is sitting there, and you're actually telling his mom, well, you know, we can't give your son a guaranteed contract because you know he's broken down the last two years, and you know he's not necessarily a great passer either. So you know what you know, yeah. and and so it's just I bet that the Ravens haven't even been able to really be themselves in these negotiations if they're really dealing with his mom, dude. Seriously. It's, a, it's a really good it's a really good point. There's only so much you can say, right? You can't you can't deal with brutal honesty. Um, there, there's probably I, like I don't know if the people in the I don't know what, what level of business acumen the people in the room actually have. But um, it is a, it is a different conversation entirely. And again, you're just you're just not getting the, the pipeline of information that you would from from uh, any sort of competent. And, and your agent kind of, is negotiating other contracts or has negotiated other contracts in your right. position for your whatever position you play in several times over now. So he's going to yep. know all the ins and outs of it and what one guy got, one one other guy was missing, what clause this that, all of these things that they're going to be able to protect you a lot better than somebody that's never put together an NFL contract. And to me that's yep. I I it's 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 really it, it it's really baffling to me that this guy has not figured out and his mom that they need an agent. I, I don't know how that doesn't cross your mind. Yeah, that again is is definitely where I hope this ends. And to your original point, just just to reiterate, like this is absolutely not a guy that you can just plug into any system um, <laughs> and expect it to just hum immediately, right? Like Baltimore has carefully over several years built a team to to sort of support Lamar, and it's not finished, right? They need the better receiving core, but you know it just takes time in the NFL. It's not, you know, it's not major league baseball. It's not, you know, there's, there's other sports where you can do this. Like NBA teams can reshuffle all the time and, and, you know, you give them a couple of weeks and stars figure it out. Um, that is, that is not how the NFL works. The NFL is a little bit more intricate than that. Um, so I, I, I really do hope that he lands back with Baltimore and I really do hope that he hires an agent and they just get this done. Cause it's not like, this isn't fun to talk about. This isn't fun conversation. I do not enjoy the, the, Unless, unless we're getting like big splash deals like we had last year, or like you're the Dolphins and you just landed Tyree Kill, I don't, you know, th these offseason transactions and like business of football stuff is not is not why I got into it. <laughs> you know, I I'd rather be talking about the the Ravens' outlook moving forward and which of these great receivers do they land in the draft or sign in free agency or something like that. I just I just hate talking about the. Um, and and you know, the, the ridiculous the part chairs. is an agent would have had his contract done two years ago. After his two third, years ago. Absolutely. After his third Absolutely. year, it would have been done. History in the archives. They would have moved on. And and none of this would happen. It would be smooth sailing for them and they can stay. Yep. You know, but now you've lost your offensive coordinator. He left. So and who knows? Maybe he left because he wants to be you know, like a full-fledged offensive coordinator, not a guy <laughs> running a run-oriented offense all the time. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of the Miami Heat. You're running a, a run-oriented offense that limits you in offense, and if you fall behind, you can't, you can't really play catch-up. Hell, right. they led the Dolphins by 21 points, and Miami stormed back because they have a quarterback in a passing game, and yet when they were forced to match, they could not do it because that's not the way that offense works. So all of a sudden now you're playing a, an offense that really is antiquated, and it reminds me of our Miami Heat. The Miami Heat have a – you need a two-point shot? We got it for you, bro. <laughs> we got all the two-point shots you want, Andy. But there's only one problem in the NBA. It's about the threes. It's not about the yeah. twos. You know, the three Miami Heat team has constructed. Yep. You know, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo would have been fantastic in the 90s. 
fantastic yep. in the 90s. Problem is that Pat Riley and company keep building teams from the 90s. And it's like, bro, you're in <laughs> 2023. And I think, you know, that offense, that's the that's the dangerous part of that kind of offense. By the way, Tennessee was kind of in that same boat. Different ways, but you were counting on the one guy, Derrick Henry. Why? Because your quarterback wasn't a difference maker with his arm. And then that's the problem. He was just a facilitator, a game manager. And at one point or another, in this league, you have to be explosive, dude. You have to be and, able to get chunk plays. More to the, more to the point, in, in that conference, right, like Kansas City is just a problem that's going to sit there for a decade, right? Yeah. Like you're going to yeah. – there's going to be different names in the in the receiving room and all that, but it's still going to be Patrick Mahomes for the next – you know, you got you got peak Patrick Mahomes now for like the next 10 years, 12 Shit, years. Shit, they're talking Hopkins. Yeah. They're talking Hopkins uh, like, to go there. You're going to have to find a way to to score with Kansas City for the next ten years if you think you're a serious AFC team. You're, you like you got to get to 37. You got to get to 35 all of the time. Um, you've got to be the sort of team that can fall behind 14 to nothing and like Kansas City be like whatever. What's what's two scores to us? We're gonna we're gonna finish at 38. You know you've got to be that kind of offense and. You don't get there by playing slow. You don't get there by running the ball 45 times a game. Um, it's just it's just not how that's done. All right, follow him on Twitter at Andy Barons. What do you got going on on Yahoo this week? So much baseball. Um, fantasy baseball season is ramping up. Uh, we've, we've got a million things, a million pieces of content out there. By, right by the way, baseball. you want another offensive juggernaut? The Miami Marlins, baby. <laughs> That's right. 42-run differential. We've scored. Let me see. I, I, I took the notes. That I took the, They're 1-9. in nine. They got a 42-run differential right now, worst in Major League Baseball. We've lost seven in a row, worst in Major League Baseball. And the 31 runs scored in 10 games, the worst in Major League Baseball. And? I'm just... I'm just here to tell you, I can't, hey, what? I can't have Edward Cabrera fail. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. We beat Israel last night. We're in. We're good. Yeah. All right. We're good. Turn We're good. Around. We're good. We beat Israel. There we go. We're set. <laughs> We're set. We're, um, is Israel in the NL East? Uh, 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 well, it's in the it's in some kind of East, but <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in the East. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if you want a juggernaut, I'm sure you're talking a lot about the Marlins and draft Marlins. Constantly, buy it's, just, Marlins. it's just nothing but Marlins talk. It's wall to wall Marlins talk. That's right. It's a beautiful thing. All right, follow him there at Andy Barons. And, of course, if you're getting ready for fantasy baseball, do everything but stay away from Marlins. That's that's the advice from <laughs> Yahoo Sports. That's right actually there. Just it's not that bad, actually. Sandy if I had to Jazz, sum it up in one sentence, Sandy Jazz and stay away from everything else. That's kind of what they're, <laughs> they're going to tell you. Andy, appreciate you, bro. Hey, good luck to your daughter, man. I hope she kicks ass. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. You got it, baby. We'll catch up next week. Thank you. Later, big guy. You got it. There you go. The great Andy Barron's. Yes, sir. Sports Grill. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want to watch the Marlins score no runs this season? Go to Sports Grill. You want to watch Inter Miami score a lot of goals and add Messi? Go to Sports Grill. When the Dolphins roll around, you go to Sports Grill. When the Miami Heat are in the playoffs, go to Sports Grill. When the Panthers are finishing up this season, I don't know if they'll be in the playoffs, but at Sports Grill, you can catch all the playoff games. You can take home your favorite sauce. It's a beautiful thing. Mondays, the Kendall location's got the rock and roll playing and the milkshakes going on all night long. So many things going on. The new Doral location is off the chain, baby. Eight awesome locations. Go to sportsgrill.com. Find the nearest location to you. Sports Grill, baby. Enjoy your sports. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the family. This has been the SportsGrill.com Dolphins and NFL Draft Report with Yahoo Sports Andy Barons. Cheer on your favorite South Florida sports team at SportsGrill.com. With eight great locations, go to SportsGrill.com and find a slice of sports heaven. There you go. A slice of sports heaven. You know what's heaven right now? This dip in the market is freaking heaven. Heaven. Holy moly, what's going on? Wow. Bitcoin's down to 20,400 right now. Which is not that bad considering everything else is taking a major bath. 
Like Ada is down to 30 cents. Adam is at $10.80. I mean, H bar is down to five and a half cents. Chainlink is at $6.13. Some monster dips. Polka dots at $5.36. Now that guy can check back with me and complain. Um, I mean, the, uh, the, the market went down 500 points, I think it is. 542 points is down the Dow. And then S&P, which a lot of times uh, the S&P and, and Bitcoin go together, it's down uh, now 40 points. 40 points. But the Dow's down now 285 points now. So gain back a little bit. NASDAQ, it's just down a third of a point. It's not down by much. But, man, yep, things are... Uh, are, are taking a bath right now. It's actually looking a lot more than how I thought it would when I thought we wouldn't, we would be still in hell through August, September, and then things would start uh, looking up. And maybe that's what it is. EJ Barro says, life is just a fantasy. Yeah. I want to live that fantasy life. It's a good tune, by the way. He had two songs, that one and Monkey on Your Back. But, fan, but Fantasy, was a, that was a really, really good tune. Really good tune. The only thing that uh, Aldo has got, Aldo's got to stop wearing that leopard uh, suit. He's a little too old to wear the leopard suit. That's all. That's all I would say to Aldo. Stay away from the leopard suit. All right, let's do it. It is time for the man, the myth, the legend. That is Alan Poupart. And our EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report. Dolphins fans, time to get insight on your favorite team with your favorite reporter with an Expos hat. Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart in our EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report exclusively on a big O radio show. Mm. Ah, yes, we are back, we are back, we're back, and there he is, locked and loaded, and right, all right, all right, what, what, what are you looking at, my shirt, and Greta, uh, last Greta. night, last fun night, fact about, fun fact about Aldo Nova, by the way, born and raised, born in Montreal, no, where he was raised, was born in Montreal, my hometown, ah, okay, he's Canadian, eh? All right. Is is he one of those guys? Did he make it into the Canadian Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Less than no clue. Okay. All right. I'm not familiar with the Canadian who's in there. I would assume Russia's in there. Sarah McLaughlin, Alanis Morissette, I would hope's in there. Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Celine Dion. April Wine. April Wine, also from Montreal. Um, is, Chili is, White, is, I can't is, imagine. Would is, be in the is April thing. Wine in there? They got to be, right? I would, I would imagine, yeah. I love April Wine. Uh, uh, Neil Young, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. There's a couple Canadians, eh? They, they actually can play some music. They're, at, they're actually more famous for for comedians. Whole Tri- bunch of comedians. Triumph. There you go. Uh, Lay it on the line. Great song. Love that song. No, love that. I love that band. Period, bro. God, uh, have you ever heard um, "Young Enough to Cry" from Triumph? It's my favorite song. It's sung by the drummer. Okay, yeah. the drummer was kind of the lead of the band. Actually, I don't know if you know that he was kind of the boss. In fact, him and Rick Emmett have had a falling out and all that kind of stuff and financial and all that. You'll never see them get back together again, which is a real shame because. You know, and by the way, what is it with Canadians and three-man bands? They're like pretty good at that. They they come up with the three-man band all the time. It's pretty impressive. Well, who else outside of Rush? I mean, Rush is no Triumph was also a three-man band. Triumph, I mean, thing outside of Triumph and Rush. I mean, Rush is like. Um, wait a minute. Is um, uh, what's it called? These um, Super, uh, whatever, uh, oh, damn it. What's, uh, what's this band that's a three man band? That's, are they Canadian? <laughs> oh, God. Nickelback's uh, Canadian, but I don't think they're the three man band. Um, Muse. Is Muse, is it, is Muse oh, Canadian? Muse is British. Oh, they're British. Okay. Yeah. I thought they were Canadian. So, no, that's not, I think that's there's another three man Canadian band that I'm forgetting. 
and it, it, it might be it might not be as big well nobody's as big as rush that's that's as big as it gets but um you know or triumph but it, there's another one that i think i'm missing don't know why you're not comparing triumph to rush are you no but okay. triumph is great but oh, no, no. I don't know their material. Like I said, Rush yeah. is as big as it gets. Yeah, Rush, Rush is. Rush is up there with the greatest of all the greats. That's not that's not up for arguments or anything. Like, but Triumph is freaking awesome, dude. Okay, oh, Rock and Roll Machine. They they have so many great songs that are. It, it, it's really a, a an excellent band. But there's, I know there's another three. Well, they're saying Hanson. That's, you know, that's Hansen's pretty good. from like Missouri or Kansas or something. They're oh, really? They're not Canadian? No. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't believe so. That would have been funny. Somebody's throwing out the guess who. They're Canadian. Are they a three-man band? I don't believe so. Burton Cummings. No, they're, they're, uh, there was several people in that like band. More, four, or five, four or five people. Randy Bachman was in that band. I think there were like four or five people. Avril, uh, Avril Levine is also a Canadian, eh? Could you stop with the A already? Jesus. Why, why, it's, you're supposed to do it automatically when you say Canadian A. Except, except it's, it's, there's a go, law that goes with it, right? Isn't it? It's like saying somebody's from Cuba, coño. I mean, it's like, or somebody's from, from the U.S., y'all. I mean, it's. Well, no, that's a certain part of the U.S. Well, the, well, a the Cuban is a part, part of, with the Cuban the part a of the coño, you were you were right on target. You were good with the Cuban one, but the the, the y'all doesn't really go because it's only a certain part of of the country that says y'all. You know, and the A is only a certain part of Canada. That's the point. Oh, it is there. really. What what part yes, is it? Yes. I believe it's like from Ontario. I don't think you, you you hear BC people saying A. Okay. Oh, Loverboy, are they? They're Canadian. Yes. From Vancouver, yes. Yeah, there you go. They weren't definitely not a three-man band, but they are excellent. Do yep. like I do like a little lover boy. I got no problem with that. I, I mean, I don't know why I think we're missing one that was a. Oh, Tiny Tim was he Canadian also? Were you tiptoeing through the tulips? Was I, I didn't know that. So. I don't believe so, but I, I I'll look up Tiny to... Tim. There is he Canadian? Tiny Tim. That's funny if he's Canadian. That would be funny right there. Somebody is mentioning the, the Yoko Ono Plastic Band. Were, were they Canadian? Really? Really? Oh, he was born in Manhattan, New York. <laughs> Tiny Tim from Manhattan, New York. <laughs> and spoiler alert, Boston was not from Canada either. The band Boston? No, 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 no. I think they actually are from that area, aren't they? Aren't they from the from the Massachusetts area? From Boston, hence yeah. the name of the band. Yeah, exactly. And and he went to MIT and everything, Tom Schultz. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That dude made his own guitar and 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 he built his own studio and they recorded all of the albums at his house. Every one of the albums were recorded at his studio in his house. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Pretty smart dude. There's no doubt. Yeah. They're throwing Nickelback on you guys. Do you, do they're, from, you... they're from Calgary, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, apologies there. I'm sorry that you have to. Talk about polarizing band. Holy moly. I know. I know. I, and by the way, I'm guilty. I kind of like Nickelback. So. They, got so, some, they got a couple of good songs, and they have also have a very generic sound. I know they have a generic sound, but they do have a couple good songs. They actually do make a couple songs that I do like, I got to say. Uh, I can't. Uh, by the way, are you uh, on the bandwagon of calling uh, Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel a liar? Because it's like, uh, here we go. Here's Scott Zolak, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I know. And then the other uh, former uh, backup Green Bay, uh, I mean, uh, Patriot uh, quarterback. I forgot the guy's name. Scott Zolak. No, no. Oh, the, no, no, no. Um, the other one. There's another one. I forgot. But they're all throwing out that Brady to Miami. Brady already told you he's not coming. And... See, here's my problem with all of this. Greer and McDaniel really haven't been liars to, to the media or to the fan base. It's You can't control some of the people around you, you know, like in the past, whether it's the owner or the head coach or whatever. Um, it, it's basically you're, you're calling those guys like flat-out liars when they've been telling you from the first moment of the offseason that they're committed to Tua, and yet it doesn't stop. I don't get it. I really don't understand it, Alan. No, but here's the thing, though. If you look at the story with the, the Zolak 
comment. It's basically just saying what, what Rich Eisen said. Uh, there's nothing, doesn't sound like there's anything new from his, from his end where he got any sort of inside info. Look, something happens at two in August or September. Yeah, sure, sure Sal can see the Dolphins picking up the phone and say, hey, Tom, you're interested. But in the in the meantime, no, yeah, I'm with I'm with you. I'm not I'm not I'm not buying that. Yeah, I I don't think they're exploring anything right now. I think what they're exploring is in trying to improve this team. And uh, your thoughts on on uh, the Chubb thing is that just step one of many to uh, start to clear up space? Correct. It seemed like a no brainer. Yeah, the only issue there is you're you're kind of creating cap issues. You're moving cap. You're pushing cap issues down the road. Uh, but right now they're in a situation where they, they made a big push last year, this year, maybe for even next year to have like a guy, guys of key core guys to make a big run. Right. Well, from that standpoint, so now they got to deal with, okay, now we got to create this cap space to be able to put together a team. Cause it's not just, it's not just getting under the cap. They have to create space to where they will have room under the cap. Cause they got to resign right now. They have a, I believe I saw this morning, 43 players on the contract. Yes, forty-three. That's I'm, I'm no math ma- no math genius. That means you but need ten like, to get to fifty-three. Yeah, that, that's less than nine than ninety. I mean, that's less than half the ninety. Um, and you don't have a single running back under contract, so that's going to have to be addressed. So they need to create space, not just get down to the cap. And you look at certain of the contracts that scream that's an easy restructure to push stuff down the road. Tyreek Hill's one, Bradley Chubb was another one. Right. Yeah, and I would imagine Teron Armstead's going to be another one that they're that they may explore and uh, and try to open up some space. How big of a, of a player do you think they'll be in free agency? One, two, or three free agents? And I'm talking about players that are not on this team, not guys that are free agents on your own team. Well, yeah, I mean, unless they bring back everybody, again, they're at 43 players, so they're going to be signing players. If the question is how many – splash free agent signings yes. they make yes th- that, that would be pretty low i think i think three might be like i don't want to say teron armstead because teron's armstead's a whale uh to that level um like will, even will they get them. a whale will they get a jordan poyer will they get uh um uh not I, at whale I, level i mean teron armstead was like what a, a, a 17 million a year or something like that i don't think they're getting a player like that um I'm not seeing that. I think they may get maybe room for one 10 million a year plus guy, but I could see maybe more so five or six more reasonably priced guys. And Jordan Poirier's thing is going to come down to what the market is for him. He's a hell of a player, but he's 32. And safeties um, don't get paid that much money. Don't get paid. And, and okay. by all accounts, it's a great year for safeties in the draft. Um, it's the same thing with tight ends. I mean, it's it's everybody talks about how nuts the tight end class is in this draft. Nuts as in great. Right. It's weak. It's weak in free agency. Yeah. Well, it's got you. If you can make Gesicki, Dalton Schultz, not a bad player. Um, those are the two who jump off the top of my head. Ingram got tagged, so he's he's off the market. Yeah. But no, I, I can't see them making a. I don't expect like the whale and maybe one, like se, let's put it semi whale. How's that for a term? Okay. Yeah. No, that's. Uh, I I would consider Jordan Poyer a semi whale. Right. That, that would Poyer, that... Poyer, Bobby Wagner's a semi whale. If they trade for Jalen Ramsey, that would be a whale. The problem with Jalen Ramsey now the late the latest that I saw with him is part of the issues. He wants a new contract. Yeah, they're he's not trading for Jalen Ramsey. Kind of a pain in the ass, yeah. if we're going to be honest. Yes. I mean, he's a little bit of a prima donna, uh, hell of a player, but I don't know. Like, if I rank him Wagner, Poyer, or Ramsey, I have Ramsey three. Yeah, I, I have no int- I actually have zero interest in Ramsey because it's a big salary and you have to give up compensation. Uh, I'm going to go get guys that I don't have to give up compensation because the 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 few picks you have, you you need to use those picks. You you need to you you need to find something there. You can't just be trading away your picks also and cap space at the same time. So for me, I'd rather I I, I really like Poyer and Wagner as my free agent, you know, dips. Because I think, it, 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 I think this guy needs, in order for his defense to work, he's going to need another elite cover safety, and he definitely needs a linebacker in the middle that can, you know, 
He needs an eraser in the middle. And Hell, if he, if he lands those two, I think I'd be, I'd be fine with nothing but like minimum salary, free right. agent, or close to it. To, and, to and, and bring back most of the, your guys, yeah. Correct. Right. Yes. None of them, none of them are going to break the bank, the bank because that's why there was never any thought the Dolphins would franchise tag any of their pending UFAs. Right. Yeah. 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 No, none of them deserve to be, right. you know, um, um, oh, what's it called? The uh, tag. Well, um, we had Robert Jones on earlier on the show and uh, he was terrific. Um, how do you think they're going to handle the offensive line? Do you think they'll go and find a free agent for the guard spot? Left guard, that is, because obviously the right guard is solved with Hunt. Or do you think they're going to allow Eichenberg and others like like Robert Jones to battle out for that spot? I don't think it's a high priority. I really don't. Uh, and I know I keep hearing right tackle. This is a spot. It wouldn't. And again, with same with running back, I wouldn't be shocked if they. Obviously, Jackson's under contract. He's going to come back. Wouldn't be shocked if they brought back Brandon Shell. Um, Brandon Shell goes on the market. Is he a slam dunk guy to 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 be signed by a team as a starter? I don't think so. He may look at the Dolphins situation and look at what they have and say, I'm going to come back there. I'm beating out Austin Jackson. So, and then for the Dolphins, you got the security blanket with Shell, and you can give Jackson another look because the Dolphin coaches were talking about how promising he looked. And we, the truth is we don't know because we didn't see him practice and he barely played because he got hurt pretty quickly, you know, both early in the season and when he come back. So I, I, I kind of be, be surprised if, um, there was a big splash signing. I know Mike McGlinchey said yesterday uh, in a radio interview in San Francisco that based on the scuttlebutt you heard at the combine, he's expecting to sign pretty quickly. John Lynch said last week, don't see a way we can keep him. And of course, you do the connection to Mike McDaniel. And is it somebody who logically is going to come to Miami? But as I indicated in a story I wrote today, updating our free agent tracker, which will be updated again. Uh, not too long after I wrap up with you here. Um, there's also there's a plenty of 49er hooks around the NFL, including Rand Carthon, who's now the GM in Tennessee, and Tennessee's O-line badly needs help. And then there's a hookup connection in Houston with D'Amico Ryans as the new head coach, and that O-line's a complete mess, except for our good friend Lar- Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. Okay. Um, when uh, you look at... Um... Uh, the quarterback situation. We've talked about this many times. Where are you at now that we're getting close to free agency? Um, we all know, those of us with common sense, two is the guy. They're not looking for a number one guy. But they are going to look for, McDaniel said, that 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 um, that um, Skyler's not going to go uh, uh, unchallenged. Where will, that, where will that challenge come from? Will it come from the draft? Or will it come from free agency? What's your gut tell you there? It makes zero sense if the idea, again, unless they do what we talked about Monday, which is take the big shot with Hendon Hooker if he slides. Right. It makes zero sense to draft another young developmental quarterback to challenge what you have, which is a young developmental quarterback. So the, to me, it's a no-brainer. You go for a veteran who is a good fit in terms of durability, in terms of mindset, where this is not somebody who's going to come in and hoping he's going to start somebody who's comfortable with being a backup, Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco. Uh, we can throw out Gardner, Gardner Minshew, but uh, folks in Philly I know aren't necessarily that high on him. Uh, I heard Ma- Marcus Mariota thrown out. No, no, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. Ew. Outside of that, I heard somebody, Jameis Winston, mention and no thank you either because you need the offense is based on quick decision, getting rid of the ball quickly, and I don't really think that's Jameis Winston's forte, number one. And number two, I kind of have the feeling that he may be looking for someplace where he has at least a shot to start. Um, without looking at the list again, I think those are the two guys. For some, I, I keep going back to those two guys who, to me um, – wouldn't even throw out the pot. Wouldn't even rule out the possibility of Jacoby Brissett. Uh, oh, Jabroni. He's another one who maybe maybe doesn't process quickly, but he's a good guy. He's a good locker. He's a well, good locker he guy, yeah. and he'll be he'll be okay, understanding his role. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, the only thing is, I don't know if he really fits there. 
Uh, by the way, we were just I was just reminded Saga is a Canadian band. Uh, on the loose. Yeah, that's right. Tonight we're on the yeah, loose. That's a, great, that's a great song. That's a great song. Uh, and actually, that album is pretty good. Uh, the band is also from Canada. I did not know that. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, somebody is asking question for you. What was the first CD you bought with your own money? My, if I had to guess, because it's been a long time, this was something I had as a as a record. And as a <laughs> Sean's track. making fun of you, he says that would be a tape or an eight track. Well, no, no. The first thing I bought was 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 a forty five, actually. Yeah, me too. Uh, first CD, probably Super Tram, Crime of the Century. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And by the way, they are Canadian too, right? They're British. Oh, they're British. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Hodgins is British. That's right. That's, that's right. Hodgins. Yeah, that's right. He is British. I did see them once. But just just him. I didn't get to see the, the the Super Tramp band. You saw him at Hard Rock Stadium, and he played like I don't know five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I saw him at Jerry Park in 1979 Ooh. when the Expos used to play. Wow, it was a great and concert. That, and was that that was Breakfast in America? Yeah. Breakfast in America. Yep. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. You know, a lot of people don't. Don't figure that the album cover is an airplane window looking out into New York City. A great, a great cover. Right. A lot of you, like, you, you, what is this? And then you're, like, looking. Oh, yeah, she's supposed to be a statue. Okay, but what is it? And then, it's you know, you, you don't realize you're actually looking out an airplane window in New York City, but in their... In the way that they uh, they formed it, so yeah, it's uh, it's actually pretty cool. All right, what do you got going on uh, on Sports Illustrated so folks can check you out, my friend? Well, as I mentioned, I got the uh, free agency tracker that mm -hmm. I keep updating. Um, I did what you call it. I was at the Mike Pouncey press conference today for his official contract signing and the, and retirement uh, and all sorts of other good. good uh, yep, can't speak anymore. Take two. Other goodies on the site. There you go. He's uh, he's printing articles like uh, the U.S. prints money. So there's a lot of articles coming out. Follow him on Twitter at Poopart NFL. Alan, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you immensely. You got it. Have a great weekend. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. And EJD Construction, you call my guy Eric. And listen, whatever it is you've got in your little mind that you want to create for your home, custom home construction, major home remodeling, EJD Construction can handle it. 305-433-4843. Fully insured. Liability. And and uh, what's it called? The workers' comp. So you're not going to get sued. And whatever project you want to do, they got it. It's not a handyman thing. We're talking about, like, you need to redo your roof. You need to upgrade your roof to make sure that you uh, pass uh, the inspection for your new policy for, for hurricane insurance. Because if you don't have your roof upgraded nowadays and your roof is older than 20 years, you're not going to get that new policy. And in South Florida, you need hurricane insurance, okay? So call them, EJD Construction. You want to build a second floor. You want to build a new room. Whatever it is that your your mind is thinking that you need, okay? We have a listener that had to remediate their entire home because it, it, it got on fire. So they have to gut it all out and restart, and they can do that too. So you name it. Whatever it is that you need, you got to modernize that kitchen. EJD Construction, 305-433-4843. You've been listening to the EJDConstruction.com Miami Dolphins Report with Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart. For additions, home remodeling, and custom work, call Eric at 305-433-4843. EJDConstruction.com is your custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. All right, all right, all right. He says Pouncy tattooed his dome. He did? He's got, he's got a tattoo on his head now. That shit's got to hurt, bro. I mean, don't like, I don't have any tattoos, uh, but I hear that like, it's like a painful process, right? There's some pain that goes with it. 
So I can imagine that if you're doing it in sensitive areas, like some of you that do it in the genital area or face or or head or something, I, I got to imagine that that hurts even more. I don't know. Again, maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe I'm making more than what it is. I've never done it, so I have no idea. But from what I hear, it's not a... It's not supposed to be very pleasant all the time there, right? And I gotta imagine that when you do it in sensitive areas, oh my God, that is crazy, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, what else do we have to uh, talk about in today's world? You see Sean Payne has a uh, motivational tool for his, um, for his Broncos team. Did you hear about this? <laughs> he's uh, putting down a broken down car in front of the facility so when the players walk in they see it but the broken down car has no rear view mirror and no side mirrors why? because he doesn't want the players looking back he doesn't want them thinking about what happened last year it's a new year. They're turning the corner and they're looking ahead. I personally hate all this shit. Okay? These guys don't need this kind of crap to motivate them. And I, I don't... Listen, I might be a thousand percent wrong. Won't be the first time. I just think that this thing is going to be a disaster. That's what I think. I, I, I really think that this is going to be a disaster. We'll see. But this Sean Payton just, I don't know, there's something about him. Let me see. He's got blonde hair? Oh, no, that's just shiny. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he has like some kind of tat inside. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get him on the show and ask him. That's what we gotta do and talk about it. Uh, big old Boston, yes, it is a guitar. All of them are guitars, yes. Every one of them in, that are flying around, they're not a spaceship, it's a guitar upside down. Very good. You are correct, sir. Uh, big O, I wonder if Peyton forgot to take out the backup cameras as well. <laughs> I, I, it's just those props, you know, um, Sperano had, uh, what is it, to let the wolf eat or, or something like that. Uh, Wanstead had uh, lobster traps. They were having what they called a trap game in between two big games. And so one week they all walk in and there's lobster traps all over the locker room. So don't fall for the trap. Uh, we, we've seen them put out, uh, you know, a, a, a bit of cheese. Don't, don't go for the cheese. You know, I, I just think that all these things are stupid. They have nothing to do with winning. And these not, these aren't kids, man. They're grown ass men and they're getting paid. And the, the, you know how you motivate a, a player that you know what you're doing. So if Sean Payton knows what he's doing and coaches them upright, that's how the guys are going to be motivated. They're not going to be motivated because they saw some kind of a lobster trap. Feed the wolf. Give me a break, dude. None of this stuff ever works. And I see this shit with Sean Payton, and it's like, okay, now it's... This ain't starting off well. I get that, you know, it's going to be maybe a little, some tension between him and Russell, right? Because I don't think he wanted to work with Russell Wilson. As much as Russell Wilson wanted to work with him, he didn't want to work with Russell Wilson. And now he's got to try to figure it out this season if he can. Because there's already reports that Russell will have a short leash on what's going on. So I'm sure when he took over the team, he said, hey, I get it that we paid him this money, but I'm not going to play him if I don't think he's the guy. And then they probably told him, 
You do what you have to do. You're the head coach. But I saw that whole thing about a broken down car in front of the facility, and it's like, yeah, not good. Not good. We'll see. But then again, listen, although I still might be right because, like I tell you all the time, anybody could have a good day, good week, good month, good year. You know, but I, Dan Campbell did better than I expected. Now, maybe this year they regress and they get back to being the Lions again and it was an aberration and I was right. But he did better than I expected and we'll see if he can continue. If he does it this year again, then, you know, they've turned the corner then. That's for sure. Maybe Sean Payton, the car wasn't a motivational piece. It's more looking at what the result's going to be, the train wreck. Okay. All right. All right. So he's predicting. Yeah, he's the removed future. the mirror so far, but by the end, the car's going to be totally demolished. Right. And look like the train wreck that's going to probably be coming. Okay. I like that. I like that. Lobster traps would have just made me hungry. It's probably what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I brought the butter. Where are they? You know, that kind of stuff. I got it. 85% of the time when coaches do these props, they get fired. It's never good. NFL Neanderthal is motivated by symbolism and nuance. Champagne and Russ is going to be a train wreck. I'm going to enjoy watching. All those 10-year veterans on, on, on the team, they see Peyton using these props and are like, this dude's serious? Exactly. That's exactly right, Ray. That's exactly it. He should have just loaded the car with money. Right. I mean, like, whoever performs gets the money. There, that, that's motivation. That's motivation. Yeah, the team MVP gets the carload of money. Uh, Sean Payne is such an overrated coach. He wasn't that good without Drew Brees. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out now, right? Because you know he's going to draft his own quarterback. And he's never drafted and developed his own quarterback. Okay? Because Drew Brees was already turning the corner the last year in the Chargers. I was going to say San Diego, and I'm actually right because at that moment it was San Diego. And then I just caught myself and I said, Chargers. <laughs> when I actually, that was the one moment I could have still gotten away with San Diego. Uh, the car is Russell, maybe. Oh, who's the worst play-by-play -play guy in South Florida history? I say it's Josie Gacky and Cephalo. Nothing personal with them. But, man, brutal. Oh, I enjoy Josie. I enjoy Josie. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay? I enjoy Josie. I'll leave it like that. We'll just, we'll just leave it there. You figure out the rest. Okay? A bag of money hanging from the ceiling like a QB gate. Exactly. Never forget Sean Payne went six years going seven and nine with a Hall of Fame quarterback and a talented offense. Yeah, that, I, you know, you're, to me, I, I think it's going to be a disaster, but we'll see. We shall see what we shall see, right? That's basically it. What else do we have going on in the world? Of, oh, Kevin Durant is injured. But, I mean, like, shocker, he's injured. Did you see the video of the injury, though? No, like, no. No. He goes in just for a regular a layup, layup. Yeah. And it's like his shoe got caught in the floor. And it looks, it looked like, I mean, I, and I just saw the video. I didn't see anything after. The way his leg goes and, like, it, 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 looks, it looked pretty bad. Well, they got him out four to six weeks. Yeah, I mean, I would, yeah, okay. Again, because I'm not, I'm not the size of Kevin Dur Durant or anything like that, but that, it looked it looked serious. It looked serious. 
Really? Yep. Because at first I, I read all about it. I didn't watch yeah, it. Again, first, I was at a I concert thought, last well, night. I thought so like I, they said like he fell or like he tripped or something. Something and oh okay. And then when you watch it, it's like it's almost like a non-contact injury for a football player. It's kind of like what what I I would I guess equate it to. I didn't see it last night. Uh, but let I me. Mean, you know what? Maybe I can. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got. I got it up now. And the video too. Uh, let me. Uh, let me see. Cause I got a stinking commercial in the way. So I've got to wait for the damn commercial to end, so I can actually see it. Let me see. Here it is. Layup line. Okay. Oh. 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 Yeah. It was Kevin Durant's injury. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Yeah, it was ugly. But then he's kind of like... He's tightening his, his shoe back up. Oh, let me see. Oh, no, this is actually, again... Oh, okay, so this is, a, this is a replay of it. Okay. No, no, no. He went back to... You know, after he twists his ankle, he, he stays playing. And then I guess he then I guess he must have left after that. And then he's out four to six weeks. Oof. But he always has he's always had injury history, unfortunately. That's been a thing with Kevin Durant. That's bad.